1: Foundations. When the Gentiles started coming to faith, of course, they're thinking, well, get them circumcised, Mm. get them obeying the laws, and then they're saved. Peter and Paul were saying, no, they don't have to, and the Judaizers were saying, yes, they do have Mm. to.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith, with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Welcome back to Foundations, where we explore the foundations of the Christian faith for believers longing to know the deep, rich Hebrew foundations of what we believe and why. And we should mention that uh, if you want to get some of the uh, Program notes, because there's a lot more that's in the notes than what we're sharing uh, in these few minutes, Uh, you can go to vision.org.au slash foundations, and you'll be able to uh, download the notes and uh, work along with that. So well, that's worth checking out, vision.org.au slash foundations. Now, if the very first church was all Jewish, Mandy, how did they respond to Gentiles coming to faith in Christ?
1: Well, actually, they were pretty excited by it, the fact that uh, the Gentile world was interested in something Jewish um, was probably a bit of a shock for them yeah. to start off with. Um, but it, it, at the same time, there was a bit of a conflict. Um, it was eight years from the from the birth of the church at Pentecost in Jerusalem until we learn of the first Gentile convert, who was Cornelius. And if you remember that situation, um, Peter was at Joppa. Um, and he was on the roof of Simon the Tanner. He was praying, and then he had this vision Mm -hmm. of this sheep being lowered and all these unclean animals in it, and the Lord saying to him, Rise up, Peter, go and eat. And and he kept saying, Certainly not. (laughs) No way. I've never eaten anything unclean. I couldn't possibly. And then the sheep would go up, and then it would come down again. Mm. Three times. Three times that had to happen. And Peter was confused. How could you be asking me to do something that for all our centuries of being a people you've told us we're not allowed to do? And people think that that's about food, but it wasn't. Mm. Because as soon as he comes out of this vision, there's a knock at the door downstairs and there's a delegation from a centurion from Caesarea Maritima, which is about a 35, 40-minute drive. Not for Peter because he had to walk (laughs) or or ride his donkey or whatever. Um, And uh, that was north. Uh, beautiful place. You should come one day.
0: Yes, I'd love to. And
1: and it, and then there—it's a, a Gentile group. And suddenly Peter goes, "Aha!" Yep. That's drops. what the message was about mm. It wasn't about food being yep. unclean It was about the separation that had always been between the Jewish people mm. and the Gentile people
0: Because yep. um, it wasn't just that the Jews weren't allowed to eat pork It was they weren't even allowed to go into a, a Gentile's home Like there was all this, the rules and customs around that That were just, as you say, ingrained within their psyche
1: It was, because remember God was repeatedly saying Come out and be separate, come out and be separate Don't be like them, don't mm. dress like them Don't eat like them, don't live like them, be separate people. So they literally separated themselves, even within their community. doesn't mean that they weren't friendly with them, had lots of Gentile friends, but you're right, they wouldn't even go into a Gentile home in case there was something unkosher in there, which Mm. there would have been, even if they were just having ham sandwiches, and they would have been defiled by being in that place. And so suddenly Peter says, okay. What God said is unclean, he's now saying is clean. So he now knew it had nothing to do with food. This was all about human beings. Yeah. So he goes, and you you learn from that. that I mean, I, I love this story of Cornelius because he was a Gentile of pagan origins, pagan Rome, who was stationed in Judea, who fell in love with the Jewish people and their God, mm. the monotheism of their God, yeah. and he did really good things. Yeah. So he actually believed in the one true God of the Bible. Mm. But it wasn't enough. That this blows universalism out the window <laughs> yeah. because if it was just enough to believe in the correct God, mm. then that should have been enough. Yeah. You know, you can only come to God the Father through Christ the Son. That's right. And that's why Peter had to go and share the gospel. He went into his home. And the first thing Cornelius did was he dropped on his feet to uh, dropped on his knees to worship a human being. Yeah which is a very pagan thing to do, and Peter says, get up off your face, I'm a man, and don't you ever do that again, yeah. shares the gospel and his whole family comes to faith. Mm. A Gentile family, yeah. a pagan Roman, comes to faith in Christ. And then this starts to snowball. The Holy Spirit fell on these, these pagans, these Gentiles, just like he fell on the Jews in Jerusalem mm. eight years before. And we start to see and hear of this happening more and more and more. Now, you have to. We, we tend to have a dim view of the Jewish people, the, the Judaizers, as Paul would get very angry with them, yeah. the Judaizers, because Paul was trying to explain to the Gentile world, you don't have to become a Jew to be saved. But, but think of it from the Jewish perspective. God told them right from the very beginning that you have to be circumcised, you have to eat kosher, you have to be different and look different and act different to the rest of the world. Remember... Uh, when Moses was in Midian, and God m- revealed Himself to him in the burning bush, said, "Go back and tell Pharaoh, let my people go." And his wife Zipporah went with him, and he had a ba- he had a, a child. And God almost killed Moses mm, yeah. because Moses, while he was circumcised, his parents circumcised him when he was born, and in hiding. He didn't circumcise his own son, and God almost killed him. That's right. That's how important and ingrained circumcision was. It was a physical mark in their body yeah. of the covenant they had with God.
0: Fortunately, he had a wise wife that knew what was going exactly. on, Exactly, she and took she, care
1: of it. <laughs> <laughs> what a brave woman. I yeah. don't think I could have done it. But um, So this is how important it was. And the kosher rules, if you look through the Old Testament, First Testament, you discover That God even said to his people, if you don't get circumcised, if you eat these unclean things, you will be cut off from your people. Mm. So this was serious, serious business. So when the Gentiles started coming to faith, of course, they're thinking, well, they're coming into us. Yes, that's right. So, okay, great. This is wonderful. We welcome them. Yay. (laughs) You know, ring the bells, flashing lights, but get them circumcised, Mm -hmm. get them obeying the laws, and then they're saved. Yeah. So this is why they had to have the Jerusalem council. So they all gathered in Jerusalem because there was this, Peter and Paul were saying, no, they don't have to. And the Judaizers were saying, yes, they do have mm. to. So they met together. They had the council. And that's when Peter and um, Paul both said, you know what? God is pouring out his spirit on the Gentile world. Yeah. Exactly like he did for us. And he's doing it without any kind of discrimination. Just exception, no distinction, and that's really important yeah. to remember that point. And, and then they said, why would we want to put a burden on the Gentile people that we ourselves can't live under? Yeah, that's right. If God is accepting them, then we should just accept that God is accepting accept me, accepting them that way. And then James, who was the, the pastor in Jerusalem, James, the half-natural brother of Jesus, yeah. he says, okay, He makes this distinction. This is what binding and loosing is. It means forbidding and permitting. That's what it means. It's a legal designation, binding and loosing. We will forbid them from something. We will permit them to do something. So James says, "Okay, it's obvious God is accepting them. And we're not going to put a massive burden on them. All we are going to require of them is a few things. And that was... That they abstain from sexual immorality, that they don't eat any food offered to idols, that they don't eat animals that have been strangled, and they don't eat blood. He said, other than that, we put no other burden on them. Now, the reason I wanted to emphasize this is because a lot of people think if you want to study Hebrew roots, that somehow you've got to become Jewish. And Mm. a lot of Christians, in their excitement and enthusiasm, get really strange become a little bit weird and yeah. become more Jewish than the Jews.
0: You start uh, celebrating the different festivals and all the sort of thing that are there to, well, to be had.
1: Well, the, the, the festivals are important because they're so significant, but you don't have to keep them. You mm. don't have to grow the forelocks. Yeah. You don't have to wear the tassels on your clothes, and some go that far. And there are some weird groups, and <laughs> I, that's not what we're saying here at all. And and there's, Paul even spoke against it. If you read in uh, 1 Corinthians Chapter 7, Paul is talking about being really dedicated to serving God, being enthusiastic about it. But he talks about the struggles that you can have, and he's talking about the marriage relationship. And he's saying, you know, if you're married, fine. If you're single, fine. If you're married, don't try to be unmarried. And if you're single, don't try to be married. Just mm. serve God as in, with all your enthusiasm. Yeah. Because if you get married, you suddenly, your, your loyalties are divided. He said, it's not a sin to be married, but you've suddenly got a spouse to think about. Mm. Whereas if you're single, you can just devote yourself to God. In the same conversation, he then goes on and said, if you're of the circumcision, don't seek to be uncircumcised. And if you're uncircumcised, don't seek to be circumcised. In other words, if you're Jewish, don't try to be Gentile. If you're a Gentile, don't try to be Jewish. Just be as you are in the state that God has you in and serve him wholeheartedly. Because that's not crucial for salvation. So it's very interesting um, to study all of this stuff But don't think you have to suddenly be Jewish You don't But the Jewish foundations is crucial
0: Absolutely And we will continue to look at why the Hebrew foundations are so critical in our next program